Hey there, welcome back. This is Kathleen, and you're listening to This Insecure Life. I don't think I ever start these exactly the same, and so be it. A little bit of variety is pretty prime in life. Uh, today, we're going to talk about mindsets, <laughs> which maybe comes as a surprise because I've definitely talked in circles about this in the past in regards to positivity mindsets and oh how damaging that can be um, which I can definitely dive into a little bit more and probably will in the next coming months but today we're going to talk about growth mindsets and fixed mindsets because I don't know it came to me and uh, that's how this rolls <laughs> so I will quickly define both of those for you in case you've never heard of them. Um, but yeah, so a fixed mindset, if you function or believe in it, is that you think your basic abilities, your basic qualities, um, your intelligence, your talent are fixed. What you're born with is there. That's it. No big deal. They don't need to be developed. It just is what it is. Um, this is sort of the talent alone gets you far. No effort needs to be put in. In a growth mindset, though, uh, the belief is that these basic abilities, these basic qualities you have, yes, have sort of a starting point. So they're sitting on the floor, so to speak. But uh, through time, through dedication, through hard work, you can sort of increase those, right? So it becomes a staircase ability, right? Maybe you're naturally really good at hitting a baseball. So you already have that sort of foundation laid. But with practice, you can get even better and you can hit a fastball when you couldn't before. So you have that first step. So, um, that is the basic difference and truth be told, I feel like probably a lot of my life, uh, was based around more of a fixed mindset, which I feel like makes sense, but also, no, it makes sense. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't say that. I think in general, I probably operated on the sense that um, I was talented, I was smart, no big deal, I didn't need to put effort in, and failure was really, really scary, which is still very true, <laughs> but I limited myself a lot of the time in that way, so if something did get really hard, I might give up on it rather than pushing through and finding success or learning something. The irony of that is I always seem to flourish and really enjoy, hmm, how do I put this, uh, places where I am learning, I guess is the easiest way to put it. I thrive in academic situations because there are rules around how I can learn, right? I'm getting evaluated on it. There's an excitement around it. Um, and 
in the last year where I've really tried to focus on getting back to this without school, which has been very scary for me. But going back and doing my graduate diploma gave me a really interesting way to observe what feels good for me, what doesn't feel good for me, and where I didn't make those connections in elementary school, high school, even in university, right? Um, Having the awareness that going into this diploma program kind of pulled myself out of a really deep depression and a really hard time was enlightening. And so I want to keep evolving. (laughs) Um, I want to keep learning. And it doesn't have to be in an academic setting to do these things. And that's where my shift is coming. So we have these shifts in our life. And there's nothing wrong with either mindset, really. It, it, it is what it is, and you're going to do what's best for you. But what's worked for me is recognizing when I flourish and how I flourish and moving from that point. So knowing that learning, growth, um, evolution, all those synonyms light me up and keep me motivated is super helpful in sort of all aspects of my life, right? And it's helped in relationships because knowing that people are constantly growing has been helpful in sort of letting things from the past go that were a little bit different when I had a fixed mindset. Knowing that people can change is enlightening. I had a conversation with uh, one of my exes, and at the time, I believe I said that, like, no, people are basically born. They don't really change. The essence of them doesn't change. And we got on this It was a good discussion, but it turned into an argument, as most of our relationship did. But um, I think what I was saying was true in some ways, and I still believe that there's this essence about who we are and stripping away that unlearning, right? Because there's a lot of things we learn in this world that we don't necessarily need to learn. Diet, culture, um societal norms, so to speak, racism is learned, Uh, fat phobia is learned, all of these things that are not inherent to us when we're born, right? Babies have personalities, (laughs) regardless of whether um, you believe that or not. It's true. They are different. They react differently. Some are more sensitive to some things and how all of that is navigated is is really interesting and I do not have the education or wherewithal to get into it. Um, I could talk about it, I'm sure, for a long time just based on my experience with children and babies, but um, that's not really the point. So, you know, but that that was sort of me, right? Like that was my thought was the essence is We have traits and we don't necessarily 
add on to those trades or change very much from that set point. And the truth is, I think we do. We have these things we're born with that don't necessarily ever go away, right? They're sort of always a part of us. But the difference now is that they grow, they change. How a child shows empathy is likely not the same way that an adult shows empathy, right? They might have some similarities, but they're, they're not the same. And that comes from experience and that comes from learning and that comes from personal growth. So, <laughs> Um, There is a lot of literature on this. There are TED Talks. There are books. um, And you need to choose sort of what's going to be best for you. In regards to value, which we talk a lot about in this, because I think a lot of our insecurities and how we approach life comes from how we see ourselves and the value we place on ourselves. If you think about it in a fixed mindset or versus growth mindset, failure is a scary, scary thing in a fixed mindset because it's shaking your core values. It's shaking those things you know about yourself to be true. So if you always get 98% on a paper and all of a sudden you get 50%, that's a big signal to your core being, your values, that maybe you're not as valuable as you think because of this one failure. But that's not true. Maybe you just didn't have enough time to focus. And so studying was really hard. Maybe you're just struggling in that one topic, right? There's lots of reasons. Maybe you're stressed, right? Stress has a huge implication on how our brain functions and our memory. So there are a lot of reasons for that failure. In a growth mindset, you might explore what that is, or you might just accept that my limitation with this particular topic isn't 50%, but I can read more, I can do more problems. And this is where I got stuck. Um, I've shifted a little bit, it's not completely off the table, but in regards to writing the GMAT, (laughs) but in finishing a full business degree, which I would still like to do, I constantly told myself, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at math. I'm not good at math. And that's a self-fulfilling prophecy in a lot of ways, right? Whereas the truth is, I've been trying to rephrase it and be like, I'm going to fall in love with math. And there is value to that. There's value to mathematics. Even if when it comes to the end of my life, it hasn't been the focus of my life, I use math every day. So reframing and allowing myself to know I'm going to need to work, gonna need a, gonna going to need to work a little bit harder in this one area to get to the next point in my life is a really helpful opportunity, right? Failures are opportunities to learn, to grow, to discover something about ourselves, and maybe it doesn't move us forward in a step-up kind of way, right? Where maybe we're not building onto that staircase quite yet. But if we can 
do some self-exploration. Give a little bit of background and time and space and accept what happened without berating ourselves, without dismissing the value that we do have and the challenges that we faced. It can lead to a lot of really good things. Um, And that's not to say that it doesn't suck along the way. Sometimes learning really sucks and it is not necessarily crazy enjoyable to feel crummy about ourselves, right? But the benefit of the growth mindset is that changes because it doesn't matter that we failed. What matters is what came of it. And this is where sometimes toxic positivity comes in, right? Uh, where it's like, no, you can just learn and grow, and but it's how you phrase it. And so I will never tell you that how you feel about failure isn't valid because it is. And I will never tell you that those moments don't suck. They suck. And life is going to be full of them. If we can accept that as a reality, though, it makes it a little bit easier to take the time we need to grieve without tearing ourselves down, you know? And the truth is, if it was a 98 to a 50 because you just didn't have time to study, well then, it gives you space to evaluate what's been going on in your life and where your focus has been and shift as needed. Because we can pick up things and put them down and if they're supposed to be in our lives we'll be able to pick them up again and this is something that I I'm really starting to believe if people or loves um, and when I say loves I mean like my love of yoga I put it down for a little bit because it got too hard and the focus there was damaging to me. So I've been practicing in different ways. And I'll be able to pick it back up again. And it will be a new form, a new iteration. And that's kind of what love is, right? That's why if you want to get married or if you're with someone and you meet when you're 21 and you get married when you're 28 and you're together until you're 95 you're not with the person you met when you were 21 at 95 you've both hopefully grown and changed and experienced failure and success and become new people together and separately, which means your relationship has grown and changed. That's why fighting isn't a bad thing in relationships. I think 
the idea that we should never fight with one another can be really damaging because we don't know how to react when we have those fights. But it's an opportunity for growth. It's an opportunity to understand a new aspect of that person you're with. And again, for clarification, when I talk about relationships, unless I specifically say um, love, I'm, I'm talking about any kind of relationship tonic, work relationship, all of these are relationships and have room for growth. You can work with someone in one job, meet up with them again 15 years down the line at a new corporation and it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same experience because again, in life, in their personal life, in your personal life, in their career, in your career, You've had these moments of change and adaption. And I think it is a really beautiful and enlightening way to move through things. And I just, I really do want to reiterate that I don't like failure. I'm not here to fail. I don't want to. It scares me. I get the yips a lot (laughs) when I have to do something big because that fear of failure is there. But if you have it in the same sort of anxiety-inducing way that I do, that's where doing something to 15% comes through, right? You work on it for 15 minutes. You give yourself a break. There isn't a timeline on success. There's no timeline on our lives. And we don't need to level up to a specific place in our beings to be successful. Because we are successful just for learning and being alive and experiencing life and what it throws at us. That's a success. It's also success to fully feel grief. It's success to get really angry when you've written a proposal and you've pitched a product or you've pitched a story and it's not accepted for a silly reason. And by silly, I just mean, I don't know what it could be. Maybe the person who pitched was a family member, right? Like nepotism got involved. That's enraging. And it can feel like a failure. But if we bring this awareness, right, we start to bring awareness and mindfulness, woo, buzzwords, (laughs) um, into how we move through the world, then we can see those little moments of learning those little moments of evolution. And it's not easy. And changing our minds, we can fail a lot, right? I mean, there's therapies based on changing all of these things, changing how we move, changing those habitual thoughts, those patterns. And it's hard. Cognitive behavioral therapy 
is hard. Failure is built into the process for anything, addiction, recovery, um, PTSD, treatment. It is built in. You are going to fail. You are going to fail regardless of whether you have sort of any of these. I don't. Words are really important. I'm going to do an episode on words soon. (laughs) So I'm struggling because there's stigma around some of these things that we talk about. And I don't think that helps people. So I'm, I'm hesitant to put it into actual labeled terms um, for fear that, yeah, it will, I will fail and not say the right thing. But there's just failure built into life. Let's go back to a baby. They're going to fail the first time they take a step. Oh, they're going to fall. Walking is training your muscles. That includes your brain. And so you're going to fall. Failure is a part of life. And fearing it only holds us back. So it's not, oh my gosh, It's not the absence of fear. Is anyone with me? (laughs) I'm literally Googling. Um, What is this actual quote? Ah! Let's see. I think think I'm remembering it from (laughs) Princess Diaries. Um... That is where it's coming from. Uh, But I googled it and something else came up. Uh, Fair quote. I literally typed in Princess Diaries fair quote right now. Ah, yes. Okay. So this is what came to my mind as I was saying that. And I may as well just hmm, um, quote it from Meg Cabot. Or if you watch the movie, which is based on Meg Cabot's book. But it's courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something's more important than fear. The brave may not live forever, but the cautious do not live at all. And then when I was looking for it before, it came up um, with John B. Putnam Jr. Courage is not the lack of fear, but the ability to face it. And I think it's true. If we don't embrace the fear... We don't look at it head on and say, I see you, and this is what I'm fearful of. We can get trapped, and that is the fixed mindset. Whereas if we say, I'm scared, failure is terrifying for me for X, Y, Z reason, but I'm going to do it anyways, because if I fail, at least I tried. I'll probably have learned something along the way, and then maybe next time I won't. And if I do, then I'll reevaluate again and figure out why this isn't working and what I can do to shift it to build that next 
step in the staircase. And the staircase doesn't really need to go anywhere. I mean, it could be whatever staircase you want to build. I'm thinking of a really elegant spiral staircase right now. But like, where's that taking me? So maybe my staircase analogy isn't the best. Or maybe it is. I don't know. You guys evaluate that. It could just be a failed analogy on my part. <laughs> um, but it's important. And the people that we admire in our lives, and I'm not here to put people on pedestals. I don't love it. We're all humans. We all make mistakes. We all fail. Some failures are more public than others. Some failures are horrendous for the world as a whole. Some are just personal failures that really suck. But we're all human. No one is on a pedestal here. But the people that we do look towards and do admire, especially with social media, we're likely not seeing every failure. We're likely not seeing most of their failures. And when I say that, it's the hours spent shooting hoops. And that came to mind because Raptors. Guys, I'm literally not watching. I've watched like maybe an hour of all these games. But you do you guys. But all of them have failed in some way, right? And maybe they will win and maybe they won't. But if you were to ask any of them, I'm sure they would tell you they learned something during this championship playoff season, this elimination period. I don't know the terminology for basketball. I apologize. And you didn't see their failures along the way. And I'm not necessarily talking about during their stint in the NBA. I'm talking about not making a basketball team the first time they tried out when they were 12. And maybe they're not a big name. And so they've never had that interview question asked. So we don't know. We don't know what people's failures are in their life. And how you view failure and what is a failure is going to be different than the things that I think are failures. Resilience also comes into play with this. Because if this is the silver spoon analogy, if you've never had to work hard for something if you've always been given everything that first time you're not given it can be devastating and it's not to people looking in but it is to you and your lived experience so it sucks and eventually you will find your path through it I think Failure can build character. I think it can make us find who we are and who we want to be. And I think it can bring us back to that essence <laughs> of who we were when we were born before we had to start unlearning. So we talk a lot about learning and unlearning, and I think they are so important and mutually the same thing at the at all at once it could just be called learning right it's all processing it's all awareness it's all taking that time to make note 
and process and evaluate. And that's what emotions do. And that's what having a good support system is for. Because sometimes we get caught up in the failure that we can't see through the muck and the mud and having that support system dilutes it a little bit. Or the tunnel gets a little bit brighter. I will throw a couple resources into um, the show notes. (laughs) Such a weird thing to say. But just activities for how we can change our mindsets, see the benefits of a growth mindset. Some of these are children's based, but honestly, sometimes we just need to be children again. Sometimes we need to go back and talk to ourselves and talk to the people in our lives like they are children. And it is nourishing to feed that inner child (laughs) that we're sort of all trying to get back to. At least that's what I tell myself (laughs) because it makes my life easier. Um, But yeah, so that's where I'm at. And I'm not going to say that having a fixed mindset doesn't have benefits because I think it can be very protection um place to be right so you go through a trauma of whatever it is and being in a fixed mindset can keep you protected that's what our bodies and our minds are actually made to do this consciousness thing is different but at the root of it we are animals and so our body wants to keep us alive our brain wants to keep us alive and they build these habits to do so yay (laughs) um you guys are awesome i adore you if you want to peace out peace out if you want to get in touch get in touch i'm on all the things you search insecure life pod or this insecure life you'll find me and i appreciate you <laughs> i really really appreciate you because while i am not a true crime podcast <laughs> or uh, a team dynamic or a group dynamic um there has been some steady growth and some really amazing conversations that come from me doing this. And I just want to make sure that you really know that if you're listening, it matters and it's important and you matter and you're important. All right. Peace out. If you need to peace out, if you want to take a breath with me, let's take a breath together. Thanks, guys. Remember, it's just life. Bye.